welcome to the Joyful Doctor podcast. My name is Dr Caroline Walker and I'm a psychiatrist and a specialist in doctor's well-being. Uh, these next few podcasts are going to be a special series of podcasts in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, looking at lots of different ways that we can support ourselves as doctors um, out there struggling through this um, these challenging times. So please, if you find these um, podcasts helpful, please do spread them far and wide uh, to your doctor colleagues and to other healthcare professionals or in fact anyone you think might be helped by them. Thank you for being here, thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to this, the second in our um, special series of the Joyful Doctor podcast, all about um, the emotional uh, impact of COVID-19 on doctors. And today I'm really, really pleased to have with me a good friend and colleague, um, Amy Sinmukherjee. Amy, welcome. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. Oh, my pleasure. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and, and who you are and what you do? So probably, yeah, people listening. Sure, sure absolutely. Thank you. So um, I'm Amy. I'm a GP um, and I have a special interest in occupational medicine and also well-being. I'm currently studying a master's in applied positive psychology and coaching psychology. Um, and I'm specifically interested in physician health. Wonderful. Um, hence why I'm so, so pleased to have you here, because obviously um, these are really quite extraordinary times. Um, you know, we're about two to three weeks in now to when COVID really started to hit and bite in the UK. Um, and we're seeing a lot of the emotional impact that's having on, on doctors and in fact the wider general population. Um, so to have you here with your background in, you know, GP, occupational health, well-being, it's just, it's just so wonderful. So thank you for making time to, um, to come on. Um, we were just talking about me before we press, you know, record to start the episode just about the sheer range of emotions that we're seeing in doctors at the moment. Um, and just really quite how how overwhelming it's feeling actually for many yeah. absolutely i mean it's really interesting talking to quite a few of my friends and colleagues and also the personal feelings that i've been having myself and you go through on a minute by minute basis and day by day basis a, a huge spectrum of emotion and i think it's really important to connect with that emotion and just think how normal actually it is to go through that spectrum of emotion in the space of a day because what we are facing is such an unusual situation yeah. um, and, and we have to really be mindful of that actually that this is not something that we've ever experienced before yeah yeah absolutely I mean I was sharing with you wasn't I that just this morning um I had a real moment of anger you know um there's a lot of anger around at the moment and I'm, I'm picking up and, and talking to doctors about and, and feeling and and you know it hit for me this morning um and i was able thankfully to notice that it was happening and it was about to kind of come out of me in very uncontrolled ways um so i was able luckily to sort of say to my partner you know um do you mind if i just spend a few minutes just ranting you know i just need to get this out um and he was um you know really accommodating bless him and he just watched me as i as i sort of stormed up and down in our in our house sort of shouting and screaming about all the things that had got me angry lately and it 
it was really horrible and uncomfortable but actually it was so important um to do and I felt so much better afterwards and to be able to do that in a healthy way you know that didn't hurt anyone or didn't yeah I didn't kind of have to then go and send an angry email or or you know splurge it on social media or anything it was um yeah so I really resonate when you say it's changing moment by moment at the moment for a lot of us Absolutely. I just wanted to reflect on something you said, Caroline, because it's really important to um, acknowledge and understand the value of catharsis, because actually having that moment with your loved one, with somebody who you trust implicitly, being able to talk to them about the innermost feelings that you're having um, is a really, really important therapy, actually, to be able to divulge those innermost feelings that you're having um, in a healthy, constructive manner to show them your vulnerabilities and to get it all out there, just get it out, just talk about what you're feeling, because actually that catharsis is so important for you being able to process your emotion, to be able to use that thought into productive behavior and move on into yeah yeah I mean I talk about it in terms of um separating out the emotion from the response so you know somebody so the thing that triggered me this morning was an email that really upset me um and we may talk a bit more about that later but the um it I think what I wanted to do was send an immediate response right a really angry immediate response but what I've learned to do is to separate out the emotion from that response so I I know that I start with the emotion and I vent that out first um by safely you know shouting into a pillow or or asking my my partner to watch me while I storm about um and then I'll then I'll wait a little bit and I put a gap between the emotion and the response so then when I send an email it's not kind of full of laden with all that emotion and I don't end up regretting it afterwards so yeah I think um I totally agree I think catharsis is so important and something we've really struggled to do as doctors yes yes We do, because we're programmed to, or sorry, not programmed necessarily, but we're trained to to remove ourselves from that emotion that we feel in our professional lives. Because it's so important for us to do our job professionally, effectively, um, and make other people around us feel secure and safe in their their environments, because people who we look after and care for um, are needing that security and comfort from us. They're needing that compassion. Um, And so in order for us to provide that for other people, we essentially have to put ourselves to one side and and deal with other people's emotions first. So we put them first before ourselves. And that's essentially, we get conditioned into then just putting ourselves second all the time. So then we actually end up becoming habitualized into not dealing with our emotions. Yeah. Um, so. I, yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. We are trained to... Um to somehow compartmentalize aren't we it's like you're with a patient or a relative or you're in a really difficult situation and you might feel incredibly overwhelmed and upset or angry or uh, scared but you're kind of trained to almost hide that to to wear almost like a mask of um you know coping and and neutrality in order to do your job and and i think that is important to some extent to do our day-to-day job but the difficulty is in a situation like we're facing at the moment is there's so much difficult stuff going on and it's causing so many strong emotions in us that it 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 becomes really quite difficult to contain those and i think that's when we're seeing it all coming out sort of a bit sideways and a bit you know we end up sort of kicking the cat as it were um or you know we were discussing this earlier weren't we you sort of displace that that those feelings uh onto something that isn't necessarily appropriate or or helpful 
Absolutely. And I think it's really important to kind of um, consider the cycle of feelings that turn into emotions, that turn into thoughts, that mm. then are an outward sign in our behaviours and the behaviours that we have. And how do we actually make those um, feelings, emotions, thoughts and behaviours productive and positive as mm. opposed to maladaptive behaviours? And we can quite quite easily do that by habitualizing habitualizing ourselves into um, having better coping strategies. Um, and that's not something that can come easily to us, but we can think about them and make them, uh, you know, more accustomed into our day-to-day -day lives. So hopefully by people being more thoughtful and mindful about their behaviours, they might be able to um, have better coping strategies for, for the difficult days that are ahead of us. Because unfortunately, I think we do have to be realistic. There are difficult days ahead. Yeah, and I think sadly some are experiencing those difficult days already. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is only going to get harder for the certainly for the next few weeks and, and probably months um, for many. I I wonder if I'm just thinking back to my example of getting angry this morning. Um, is that is that an example of that kind of is that a more healthy coping strategy? For example, that you know having the anger isn't the problem. It, it's how what we choose to do with it or how we manage it. So rather than channeling it straight into an angry email back actually venting that anger out in a in a healthy way and then pausing and then it, and then using that anger then to sort of fuel or to understand what needs to be done because actually quite often anger is something that points out something that's unjust or unfair isn't it um so in this situation it was an email about that was stigmatizing basically a, a doctor with a, a health condition um and um, I think what I was able to do because I've entered the anger out was to then see, okay, well, there is an unjustness here. There is something that needs to be looked at and managed here, but how can I do that in a professional way that's going to get the kind of outcome that we all want from this, which is for all of the people involved to feel supported at this really extraordinary time. Absolutely. That's, a, that, that's exactly um, the right way of thinking about it, Caroline. It's about how do we um, take those triggers that have offset a negative maladaptive behavior into a more positive behavior that has um, an outcome which we can move forward from. So effectively, how do we process the negative emotions into an outlet valve that allows us to be productive, essentially? Yeah. So it's not about not feeling it, right? It's not about, because I, I saw this on Twitter um, a week or two ago, I saw a lot of people sort of very well-meaning saying things like, you know, don't feel anxious, don't worry, don't get angry, it's okay, it's gonna be, and it's like, well, actually, we're all going to get angry and anxious, it's part of normal human experience, isn't it, that, that having the feeling isn't the problem at all, it's actually just how we, how we then cope with that, and, and I think we're going to have to look over the coming weeks and months about how we allow space for ourselves as human beings to show those emotions in healthy ways with each other because traditionally as medics we haven't done that you know we've kind of gone you know you can cry in the in the toilet or you can go home and cry but you can't you know fall about crying at work whereas actually there's going to be a lot of people falling about crying at work over the next few weeks and months I think and and some who already are and I, I guess I really want to say to them it's okay <laughs> because these are extraordinary times and it's okay anyway as human beings to feel I Absolutely, Carolyn, and I 100% want to echo that, that it's okay now, and it has always been okay, yeah. and it will always be okay. Yeah. Everybody is allowed the right to have and to experience whatever emotion they want to, or that they have. It's okay, and it's perfect 
perfectly normal and we need to allow ourselves actually give permission to ourselves to feel whatever we want to feel whenever we want to feel it and we can't hide away from those emotions and we shouldn't shy away from them either and it's okay to feel them it's okay to accept them and as professional doctors we need to process them in order to move forward in our professional environment but then when we go home, we can do whatever we want to do with them. But that doesn't mean to say that in the professional environment, we can't have a good old cry because that's okay. That, that is okay. It's just, you know, if you had that anger moment that you were talking about that you had, you know, sending off a rant email might not be the most productive of behaviours, but hey, we've probably all done that before. So, Absolutely. You know. And like, look, <laughs> and look, I've learned, obviously, from the same mistakes as everybody, that, um, you know, we all behave in different ways when we're under extreme pressure. And, and actually right now I'm seeing a lot of that. And, and my, um, it, eventually with this, this email that came through, you know, I was able to get to a place where I thought, you know what, the person that sent this is probably under extreme pressure themselves. They're probably hundred percent clearly at the moment. They're probably just kind of misdirecting this slightly and, and, you know, and, and having something called, um, I don't know if you know, Brené Brown's um, work. Yeah. I love her stuff she talks about vulnerability um, and she has this idea of uh, generous assumptions that yes. actually you know when somebody does something that kind of annoys you to have a generous assumption about it so rather than going oh they're just being really selfish or rubbish or thoughtless actually maybe they're something is going on for them maybe there's a reason why they've done this that isn't you know maybe they're struggling as well you know that kind of generously assuming that the reason behind it isn't necessarily a bad reason it, it's yeah yes absolutely I've, I've, I I know Brene Brown's work and I absolutely agree with with what you're saying and it's really interesting that you say that because very recently I've learned about transactional analysis and mm. how other people can bring their emotions into a conversation that they might be having with you mm. and actually that was a real eye-opener for me because I I didn't understand that before I didn't know that actually someone can bring in previous emotion from conversations you know five days ago yeah. into um into a conversation that they might be having with me into an email correspondence they might be having with me and it's just that transaction of emotion um of energy it might be positive it might be negative it might have absolutely nothing to do with me but i might be on the receiving end of it and yeah. it's really important to try to um not take it personally and yeah. And, but also at the same time, acknowledge that you're allowed to have your own emotion around that as well. Yeah, so it's okay if, if say, someone um, gets a bit shirty with you and you think it's a bit unfair, like, it's okay to feel that that's a bit unfair, but also maybe just giving them that little bit of wiggle room at the moment because they've probably got a lot on because at the moment, pretty much everybody has a lot going on, don't they? I mean, it's just extraordinary how we were saying as well before recording, weren't we, that the that this isn't just something we're facing at work at the moment this isn't like okay there's a health problem here and we have to deal with it as a profession and we have to move everything around and shake up how we're working and face this threat together it's affecting every area of life you know our, our home life our childcare, our relationships with our friends and family or the, even just going for your weekly shop has just changed completely um you know in the space of just a couple of weeks um and just how how as human beings it can be quite difficult to contain that level of change and, and flux and, and uncertainty without our emotions getting a little bit, you know, the better of us at times. Absolutely. I mean, what we thought was normal, inverted commas normal, yeah. um, has completely changed in a heartbeat. 
yeah. and we're just meant to get on with that and accept it and say yeah that's fine no worries we're just going to adapt to it um, and as human beings we are very adaptable we are able to we have that capability but it's hard and it's okay yeah. it's really hard and 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 when we go to work if well work if our work environment is hard generally we come home and home is our sanctuary yeah. or if our home environment's hard we get to go to work and work is our sanctuary or we get to go for a run run running is our outlet somewhere is our outlet at the moment we have no outlet so we're having to adapt very quickly and finding new ways that are that are our outlets and we don't know what to do because we're just contained so it's okay it's, it's okay to have these emotions that are just completely yeah yeah i was thinking actually this week about how as doctors we typically quite adaptable actually and quite good with change because we've had to be because like throughout medical school you change placement every five seconds and then when you get to be a doctor you change placement every few months and and then and how actually although there's a lot of fear out there amongst doctors at the moment who are having to be asked to do new things and work in different ways and out of their comfort zone that actually we're the sort of people that are incredibly adaptable and able to kind of go and meet a new challenge and turn up to a totally new place of work at short notice and, and work out how to you know get on with the job because that's kind of what being a doctor has always been like isn't it um i guess it's just again though is it another level of because normally you'd have other things in your life that would be buffering that change a bit um and we don't have that at the moment because everywhere you look there's change so yeah yeah that's absolutely right and i think it's a really difficult time that none of us have experienced before um none of us know how it's going to unfold none of us know how it's going to affect us both personally and professionally and there isn't an end point and generally speaking in medicine there is an end point we we might be working for many many years but but we know that there's an end point because we're working towards it and we work really really hard to get there um and i think that's what's really difficult for doctors at the moment because this is nothing like we've ever seen before and there's no structure to it and because there's no structure to it doctors are finding it very very difficult to to manage because doctors like structure and doctors like endpoints mm. and i think that's what's causing a lot of the uncertainty and anxiety around the medical profession at the moment yeah because even when you face something new you can go away and look it up can't you you can go and re look at the latest research papers and you can go and whatever look online and you can go to the textbooks or you can ask other people in that field and say oh what do we do about this i've not seen this before but the moment we're all having to learn and, and push those frontiers and that's yeah it's really quite unsettling a different way of working you know from yeah from what we're used to so what do you think is going to be most helpful for us to kind of try to get through this kind of evolving changing challenging situation that we find ourselves in sure um so i would say from my own personal learning um i would say that I've been really drawn to the theory of post-traumatic growth, mm -hmm. um, which has been aligned to people who have experienced significant hardship um, in their communities, in their countries. Um, and also that's been uh, extrapolated to people who've gone through personal tragedy as well. And what's been proven by um, psychologists is that those who do really, really well with this um, phenomenon called post-traumatic growth mm -hmm. is those who have really strong what we call resilience reservoirs are those who do very well 
And by that, I mean those who um, are able to pull strength from deep within, um, whether that be a personal resource, a physical resource, a spiritual resource, a psychological resource or emotional resource. Mm. So what I would suggest if people feel so inclined is maybe think about a time when they succeeded at something that they found really difficult. Mm. Think about what it was that got them through that time. Mm. Um, and think about what resources they had because we all have resources deep within us. And if it, if it works for you, if you're, you know, that, that kind of mindset where you draw mind maps or whether you draw lists or whether you just think about it, mm -hmm. just do whatever works for you and, and categorize in terms of personal, emotional, psychological, spiritual, your, your resources. So you can actually see them and think, yeah, I have these, I can work on these and work on strengthening those at the moment while you have the strength. If, if and when the time comes that you need to depend on them, they're there. You've invested in them now so that when you need to pick those resources up, they're there. You don't have to work on them. Yeah. So that credit's in the bank, as it were. It's really interesting you should say that because I've been reflecting on my own journey through this. I'm obviously having my own history of mental and physical health struggles as a doctor. And, you know, that's why I, I do what I do, specialising in helping other doctors. Um, and I, the things that are helping me at the moment are not the, the times in my life when things have gone well, but the times I look back on where actually I was really struggling the most, like the times when my mental health was really at its worst. And, but what I learned from that and what helped me through that is now helping me now. So I know, for example, to be proactive. I know to get my support network around me. I know to up my level of like, supervision and up my peer support and, and and make sure that I'm doing all of those things that keep me well at yeah. the time going forward so that because I know if I don't do those things from bitter experience then then I fall apart and everything falls apart so um yeah so really interesting so you're saying it's about diving back into your past in some way and trying to think of a time when you when you got through something and what helped you to do that because and focusing on that now is going to help you through this difficult time ahead yes but but not diving into something that was really painful or something that that was um you know if if if, if there are bad memories and you don't want to go there then don't push yourself to go there I don't mean that but what I mean is if there's something that you feel a difficult situation that you've overcome and you yeah. feel that was a positive a difficult that turned into a positive yeah. then then look at that situation but if there's a difficult situation that you don't feel that you want to revisit then absolutely don't go okay. don't, don't go there so it's really that those um yeah the ones with the good outcomes the ones where things went well we want to learn from that right and go okay let's do that again because <laughs> yeah. that worked last time let's let's do that that makes perfect sense um and does this work um uh actually i've lost my train of thought there sorry um no, no it's gone <laughs> and things like that happening at the moment as well I don't know if you've noticed this but the kind of there's there's so many things going on that I think I'm seeing and when I'm working with doctors obviously we're very um we're very bright we're very capable we're very very good at multitasking we're very good at thinking about lots of complex things all at once and etc but but what I'm noticing is even those really like fine um higher cognitive skills at the moment are just slightly struggling a little so I'm, I'm noticing I'm losing my train of thought a little bit more than than I would in a normal day um and that sort of thing you know I'm seeing that a lot in doctors at the moment and I kind of want to normalize that 
for all of us because you know when you're faced with a, a level of um stress and trauma as a, as a community like we are being at the moment we're all going to have a bit of a kind of stress response to that and and one of those things that goes is our is our kind of yeah our thinking <laughs> a little bit so i know that's something that's worrying a lot of doctors at the moment because yeah. they want to be able to function absolutely at their best in order to help people but yeah. we are going to be doing that right we're all going to be doing great work right now but it's okay if we're having you know little moments where where perhaps we're not functioning as quite as fast or as as um you know on top of things as we would normally be absolutely and i think what we need to um remember as well is that we're we generally are our own worst enemy yeah yeah have that inner critical voice we have that voice that um you know parent ego inside us that parent ego voice inside us that's telling us you know oh you didn't do that quite as well or you could have done that better but actually if you take a step back and reflect on what your behavior is and what you're doing you're doing a great job look at what you're doing the rest of the country is at home because they've been told to stay at home and they're doing the right thing by staying at home yeah we as healthcare professionals are leaving our children at home or with key key workers at nurseries um yeah. whatever our childcare arrangements are which in itself is really really hard anyway in inverted commas normal situations yeah. and we're going to look after people in a situation which has been an unprecedented I just can't even get the words out. No, I know. And I'm, I'm really, I hear you. And I think that at the moment, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay to not be a hundred percent on form. And I think we just all need to, to normalize that. And I think all, I think my, my final message would be it's one, it's okay to not be okay. And yeah. two, um, allow yourself to feel whatever you want to feel, embrace it and connect with it because allow yourself to be human. Yeah. So, yeah, is that your I think if you know, if you were just going to have one last chance to talk to doctors out there right now, going through whatever it is they're going through, is what would what would your last message be? Um, give yourself permission to be human. You are a human being first and you're a doctor second. Yeah. 100% couldn't agree more um, and I think as we're going through through this extraordinary time as the pressures are increasing one of my little concerns I'm picking up on this week is that we're starting to get a bit more tired a bit more frayed around the edges a bit more overwhelmed and that that kind of that wiggle room that we would normally give ourselves and our other colleagues is just starting to tighten up a little bit and I think we need to do the opposite. I think we actually need to loosen up a little bit and be like, look, we're all struggling a little bit here. We're all going to struggle a little bit here. Let's be kind to each other about this. Let's be compassionate um, because we're in this together. This isn't, you know, this isn't a time to try to take personal responsibility for saving the planet. This isn't a time to beat ourselves up for, you know, not being able to find the right word at the right moment or whatever it is. Um, this is a time to say, do you know what we are we are doing absolutely the best that we can be doing right now all of us in our own little way and i know that there are many doctors out there feeling guilty 
um, that they can't be on the front line right now for whatever reason, through health reasons or childcare reasons or, or being you know, out of work for all sorts of different reasons, it's okay. Whatever you're doing, you will be making a, a, a valuable contribution, even if your contribution is just staying at home you know right now and that we need to really be kind to ourselves and just yeah that absolutely we just recognize we're human um first and doctors second sorry caroline on that note may i just say that for the doctors who are staying at home for whatever reason mm-hmm. your contribution may come later absolutely oh i'm so glad you've said that i mean because i've been saying that to doctors for the last two three weeks uh, several times a day because we don't need every single doctor right now. We, this is a long game, right? We're going to need some, we need a lot right now, but we're going to need a lot in a month's time, in three months' time, in six months' time, in a year's time. When the health service is kind of reeling from the, the after effects of all yeah. of this and, and when other doctors are really struggling because they've yeah. been, you know, going at it, you know, day and night and, and really exhausting themselves and really feeling quite burnt out, we're going to need more doctors to step up and and help and and so your time might not be right now to be like on that front line but you're going to be potentially at some time or you're going to be helping in some other way i think as a compassionate human being it's almost impossible not to help at the moment whether that's as a doctor or not so um yeah absolutely and i'm really glad you said that um and i could just keep talking all night um but i i think it probably would be um a reasonable time to sort of start to draw things together for this episode thank you so so much for for joining me amy i really appreciate your wisdom as always um and your support of me in this we were sharing earlier weren't we that um you know we have to look out for each other here that we're in this together and so thank you for being here um today you're so welcome, Caroline. Thank you so much for inviting me. I feel very honoured and privileged. Oh, it's my pleasure. And please come back on again, um, either during COVID or afterwards. Or yeah, I would love to love to have you on the podcast again. So thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye. If any of you would like to hear more from Amy or to find out what she is doing to help support uh, doctors and frontline workers in the fight against COVID, um, please do visit her website at yourwellbeing.doctor. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Joyful Doctor podcast, um, one of our special editions about uh, the COVID pandemic and how we can support ourselves as doctors through this um, challenging time. Please, if this podcast has helped you at all or you think it might help others, please do share it um, far and wide. We want to try and reach and help as many doctors as we possibly can to get through um, this time together. We are going to get through this together. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.